Hi there, I'm Birgit O'Connor and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting Podcast. Now our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and just have fun. And if you like what you hear and see, make sure to subscribe to the channel and I'll keep you updated. Now today I'd like to say hello to some of the new listeners that we have in Brazil, Peru, South Africa, Portugal, Spain, Denmark, Germany, the Netherlands, Russia, and as we continue on with future episodes, if I didn't mention your country, I'll say hello to you too. What's really exciting about this particular platform is that we're able to connect people from around the world with the same interest in watercolor. This is going to be a two-part episode, and today what we'll be doing is having a conversation with some of the students in our Joy of Painting Loose and Free course. They'll be asking some questions, and I'll be talking to them about how to simplify a drawing, some of the mistakes I've made, the course overview, and about fugitive color. Then next week, I'll do a simple demonstration of some pairs that you'll be able to follow along with too, and I guarantee you'll be successful. So let's get started and have some fun. Hi everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. I just needed to make sure that everything was working. All of a sudden it seemed like my internet didn't want to work, but I had to go down and get a backup, which is uh, a little hot spot, just in case. So great, we've got quite a few people joining us today. And as you know, I, you, I have you all muted. We have our a lot of return students, which I'm really happy to see. And I'm wondering, does anybody have any questions at the moment that you would like to ask me? And how you can do that is by unmuting your microphone in case you haven't uh, joined us before. I'll unmute you all uh, because we never know what's happening in the background, but let's Let's all say hi. <laughs> all right. Okay. There you go. Yay. Okay. Good. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. All right. And so I still have you all on mute. So you don't want to have any little background converse. I mean, I have you on uh, unmute. You don't want to have any background conversations at this moment or, um, you know, anything else going on back there. I've been amazed that we have a lot of Bay Area people coming in uh, to this particular session. So that is interesting. We've got Sue from Michigan and Jan from Kingston, Washington, Margaret from, oops, going a little fast there, Ari from Santa Fe, and all of you can see the chat. So Janet from Lancaster, great, and Naples, Florida. Oh, hey, Shirley, nice to see you there. Haven't seen you for a while. And uh, yeah, uh, did you say Timbuktu? Did I see that, Virginia Timbuktu? Oh my God, that is funny. All right, great. Yeah, so also what happens when I do demonstrations, you can also communicate with each other in the chat because I can't read fast enough to do juggle all of this. So, all right. Uh, does anybody have a question before we actually, oh, Denver, I've seen, I've seen that uh, cyclone that you had back there, that snow cyclone or something. Does anybody have any questions before we actually get started here? What's wonderful is to see that, um, that, you know, you're not alone. It's like having a real class. The only difference with this, then when we do have live um, one to three day workshops occasionally, and I love to pepper that in. But what's nice about this is that you can work at your own speed. 
and then uh, submit your paintings. Actually, we're going to go over the course too. So like I said, it seems like it's going to be very, very simple, but it's going to be a little more challenging than you think. Now, it took me, I'm going to show you in just a minute how, how many uh, mistakes I've made and to get to where I wanted to go. And here, what this is, is this helped me understand how to simplify without a drawing. You know, you draw with your brush. That's why we have this lesson in there. And you have a couple other ones in there too. But it's trying to keep it simple, wetting those uh, petals. And let's take a look at how it develops. Something like this. And then you work on your background. So that whole lesson is in there with some negative painting and then trying to get loose on top. So it's a combination of positive and negative painting. All right, so just to give you an idea. And then working with the amount of water in the palette. And then just seeing different painting styles. That's why we're starting with the sunflower because I think it's a very happy, uh, vivid flower and different ways to approach it to get that loose look. Now, you don't need to have a sword brush. Here I have a sword brush. You could use a liner. You don't even need to use any of those if you don't want, but it makes it easier to get loose and it's a lot of fun. So use what you have. We're gonna go over the brushes in just a second. Now, when I did this, I really liked it on the white background really liked it. And then I thought, well, you know, a white background can look a little incomplete. So I decided I was going to add a background to it. So that's going to be your choice. The color isn't too perfect on this. And for this one, um, because I have a yellow, it seems like more of a, it's from the studio cast that I see on there. It's like I would have liked better light on it. But when it came to this painting, I decided, since I was play, playing with the looser style, that I allowed myself to actually use some opera color. Now, I don't usually use opera, and the reason being is it's a fugitive color. But Daniel Smith is also making a new opera. I, th I think they call it a pink opera. I don't remember exactly what they call it at this moment, but they're using a quinacridone uh, magenta in there. Now, a fugitive color is something that over time disappears. So if you're using it for your own personal enjoyment, that's fine. But if you're thinking of selling any paintings, you don't want to use opera or you need to make sure that it's light fast because it'll fade. And uh, if you're using a quinacridone, that those particular colors were made for the auto industry. And so that is a permanent color. So stick to the um, to the quinacridones if you're going to do something like we're just trying to get loose and have fun so play with it this one is one of my students uh, laura starrett's this was her photograph beautiful uh, photograph of uh, magnolias so we i used that in one of the lessons which you'll see as we come up as it comes up here and actually this was the interpretation it's very wet allowing those blossoms to happen but then this is the line drawing that I, I created for that painting. So what you'll find to be successful, the simpler the line drawing is, the better you'll do. Because otherwise you'll get caught up in all the details. And you'll see that as we go. 
And then this one is a Camilla, Camellia, Camellia. And um, again, this color is a little off, but it gives you the idea of how we're going to interpret it. And up close, and then these poppies. And I do have a pansy, but I'm not sure if it was interpreted or put into this course yet. I'm not sure. So anyway, you get the idea on how we're going to work with that. And then I'm going to go over some of the paintings and the materials. Let me double check our chat for one second. And if I, um, if I personally mix opera in with a Quinn Magenta, would that work? I still would think that, I mean, I really wouldn't, the Quinoc, the, um, the uh, opera is not going to hold. Reds, reds have always been challenging with watercolor. So I would do it more for my own personal enjoyment. And if not, if you're going to sell it, I wouldn't put opera in there unless you check with the company, whoever's making it and see the permanency on that. All right. So then uh, are there any other questions? Oh, what size? Oh, yeah. We already did the JPEGs. Any other questions right now? Yeah, I have a question. Oh, hi, Ari. Hi, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> nice to see you again. Yeah. Uh, when you take pictures, what kind of camera do you use and any advice? Um, so no, not really. You know what I do? Um, I'm kind of just, if I'm inspired by some, I don't really follow the reference photo that much. I use it for, um, uh, inspiration. Like I'll just use my iPhone now, iPhone or the Android. And I did have a point and shoot. I used a point and shoot for quite a bit. I'm not really interested in spending a ton of money on a, another camera. Um, so what are you what are you trying to get? What are you thinking? Because I you know I really like the close up you have in your painting. So really zooming in. And I was thinking, do I need to get the iPhone, the newest one? But it's so expensive. I no. don't want to spend the money for no. it. That's why I'm asking. I have an iPhone uh, seven, you know. I'm sure that's just fine, you know. It's like you can either you can get close in fact there is a device. I'm gonna make a note on that. Um there is a magnification lens that you can put on there. So I'm making a note that you can attach to it, but I don't think that's even necessary. But now I'm curious about that. And you can always crop it. So actually what helped me simplify a lot of my paintings in like with the ones you see behind me, some of those wherever they are is, uh, when I, when I started my journey on painting, I was doing landscapes and then I wanted to switch from landscapes into florals. I wanted to get more color. I just wanted color. And then I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what kind of pictures to take. So I would stand away from them and I couldn't see any detail really. But that is what helped me learn how to simplify because I couldn't see the detail. And so then you're starting to look for shapes. And I mean, some people want to just see all that detail. That's the kind of interpretation that they want to do. But I don't think you don't need anything fancy. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just love the 
the, the, the you know the pictures your paintings no and uh, so i'm looking at my pictures and i go oh how can i zoom in how can i translate it for my paintings for my work and a lot of phones will have that um well, if you zoom in, I would imagine it's already going to clear for you, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. now you don't need anything fancy. And then I'm also looking at the chat on, um, uh, let's see, is it Lanada? Lanada. Let's say, can you paint on smaller sheets than what uh, you're suggesting? Yes. In fact, you'll probably be more successful starting small. What I have a tendency to do is try to push you. So I'm trying to always, in my live workshops, I try to push you beyond your comfort zone. So that way you'll get a better idea of how to handle everything. And then when you go back to what you do, it'll be fine because you know, you'll, most people are going to be very comfortable in those uh, smaller sheets and smaller brushes. And I try to really expand you because that seems like what, what you want. And that's why you're here. So, but yes, you can go back to the smaller uh, paintings. And the light fastness is on the tube. And the reason why I, um, but you'll also see whatever uh, on the opera, is that it isn't light fast. It'll be on the lowest quality. But if it has the quinacridone magenta in that, then that's another story. And Annie, uh, you use an app, an app V? What is that that you have? Annie, are you there by any chance? That's, I'm curious. Where are you? I'm going to look for you here. Oh, I see. There you are. I'm going to unmute you, Anne. Anne, can you? Hi. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Um, yes. Um, I actually use an app called Camera Plus, and it's a. Uh, it's called my, the one on my phone right now is Camera Plus Two, and it uses the regular iPhone. You know, I just bring it up um, when I want to use a camera. If I want, like, close-ups and I want a decent image, it'll save raw if people know what that is and want to save it. Mm -hmm. um, and it'll save both images. I mean, it gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of what you're doing and a lot of um, ability. It actually has, like, a macro um, icon on it, and then from there you can zoom in even more. That's fantastic. Right. There are other apps, but that one is wonderful and easy to use. Okay. In fact, I'll also try to put that, uh, a link for that in the course somewhere. I'll find a spot for it. I can't, I don't remember. Where. Thank you so much, Anne. That's wonderful. That's great information. And, and do you know how to be seen too? Do you want to be seen? Well, at the moment, I don't really care if I'm seen. Another time. <laughs> okay, okay. I realized when I got on, I wasn't, and I'm sort of in a weird place right now. Totally good. Hey, <laughs> we all understand. <laughs> we all understand. So that's why it's like it's okay if we're in little black boxes too. But I do like to right see now, smiling faces. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I thought about doing. I mean, I can do a webinar. I can do a webinar to where we just have a chat. But for one, like I said, I can't read at that fast. And um, I also really like to hear you and see you. So I, I really like that. All right. So let's see what else do we have in here before I continue. Um, 
And uh, so uh, Lori on the light fastness on the opera pink. See, now that one has a quinacridone magenta in there. Where are you, Lori? Can you unmute? Uh, I'm here. I just unmuted. Well, I didn't know. I couldn't remember if it was the higher the number, the better, or the lower the number, the better. But then when I went online, it said there was like one, two, three. And then the third was the worst. And then but mine's showing a four. So <laughs> I don't know. I know. You know what? And uh, I, to be honest, I always get confused with that. I really do. You know, I if, if that's like what we were talking about yesterday. It's like consistency of water and color. Is it? Is it? low fat milk, whole milk is a cream is a butter, whatever. I don't know. You know, I just, I totally get lost. So, and I just don't even, that is, I don't operate that way. And, but thank you, Laurie. And it's so nice to see you here. Thank so, you. <laughs> it, but the opera pink, if you look in it, it has the quinacridone magenta in there. I, well, I just pulled mine out just because we were talking about it. I didn't know at all. And I still can't see it without my glasses on. I know. Join the club. It says light fastness for so series one, so it's not even like a really high quality. Well, but it is Daniel Smith, but it doesn't show with it. Like if a level one is like kind of like a student grade, right? I don't know. You know, I don't buy enough of that. I I have my uh, uh, same colors that I always use, and very yeah. very very rarely will I use just for that for that uh, naked ladies one I did. But does it say quinacridone magenta in there? No. Okay, then that one. I wouldn't go for that. It said a quinacridone pink. Oh, well, you know what? It does. I'm sorry. It says quinacridone magenta. Okay. And, sorry, I think I have quinacridone magenta by Daniel Smith, which is interesting. But see, their quinacridone magenta is a little cooler. So, like, if I'm using a, a one of those, what I'll be using is the Windsor & Newton color. I, I prefer that one. I, I think it's more lively. And the Daniel Smith one has a little cooler color to it. They're all wonderful um, colors that they have. It's just a personal preference. But then the quinacridone pink might be, I think that would be fun to put in there. And yeah, well, my, my quinacridone magenta is also Winter Newton Series 3. So it's a higher quality, but I don't have a light fastness number on it. So, But I guess it's fine. I, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, I'm, it's interesting to talk about colors, but... I have the Windsor Newton quinacridone magenta, not Daniel Smith. So. Okay. Okay, but you get the idea. Oops. Yeah. I, that was a great shot. Sorry I talked over you there. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. And then um, it looks like Lenand said that the app is three ninety nine for that one, the camera plus two. And um, but you know if if what do you do with it? It's better than buying a whole new camera. So that's one thing. And there, I just want to make sure that we've got everybody covered. Good. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and take a look at uh, this stuff. All right. So I was just playing around with something over here, playing with different papers. Obviously, it's nothing. But uh, what I was, anyway, I'll move on to, we don't need to discuss that just yet. All right, so what I want to show you is the techniques that you'll be using and doing is the same techniques that I used when I painted this, this, or this, or and this, not or, whatever. And so it's a very loose style, and it's just turned into a portrait using the same brushes that you'll be using right now. 
Maybe these would be good ones for you to see too. Now, thank you so much for joining us today. And I know my name can be a little challenging to spell. So if you're interested in becoming one of my students, you can also go to theworldofwatercolorpainting.com. And to enroll into my school, take one of the free courses and I'll keep you posted on any updates. Now to hear future podcasts, make sure to subscribe to the channel. And if you'd like to leave a review, I would love to hear from you. So until next time, have fun and happy painting!